0: leadership the science of winning with your host Dave Evans welcome to the show welcome to episode 7 remember to clean the windows on your glass house congratulations you finally earned your stock options negotiated a nice golden parachute just in case you're not the leader everyone thinks you are and you now live in the glass house first rule The monkey at the top of the tree only sees smiles. Guess what the monkeys below him see. You made it to the strategic level of the magnificent leadership pyramid, and I can tell you from experience, it's exhilarating. Being responsible for hundreds of people and the success of the entire organization should be the most satisfying and rewarding experience of your life. But it is filled with landmines you never expected. Your attitude and defined expectation drives the team. I am certain that you will find an inner circle to serve as your closest confidants. They will be your eyes and ears for the organization. Be sure that they are not all yes men. Also, be sure that you don't rely only on the information they give you. No matter how much you respect them and like them, they are not you. They see the organization differently because they do not own it, and honestly, they are not accountable to the stockholders if it fails. Inner circles have gotten a lot of generals fired over articles in Rolling Stone, caused corporations to fail, and forced many a CEO into retirement. We all need our sounding boards, but be a leader. Know your organization, the people on the team, and how they operate. Listen, listen, and listen some more. You're in charge and everyone knows it. And you don't have to tell people how smart you are. They know how smart you are because you're the boss. Your team will provide you great insight as to the health and performance of your company if you will just take the time to get away from your inner circle, your office, and your email and just listen. More importantly, when you listen to your team, they know you care. I would recommend that you schedule at least one hour a week to visit a division in your company and don't let anyone know about it. Just leave your desk and show up. You will be amazed at what you learn. You will see divisions that are led well and the ones that are struggling. Your metrics will make more impact on your decision process because you will have the hows and whys of each division's success and failures. You may even find that some of your middle managers are afraid to approach you with the simplest of problems. But their teammates, when asked, will let you know what they need. Do you remember how it felt when your boss took the time to ask your opinion and he actually listened? If you have never experienced this, I am truly sorry. Because it is an amazing feeling to know that the CEO cares that much about your opinion. Those of us who have experienced this would fall on a grenade for those guys because we knew their focus was on the team. Don't become a slave to your email. We all know that CEO that never puts down his iPhone, frantically types through company meetings, and sends emails at 2 in the morning with ridiculous requests. I remember very well one email I received at 2 in the morning. My boss was reviewing a speech I had written and wanted to know what year women got the right to vote. Did this need to be answered at 2 in the morning? Probably not. But the CEO wanted the answer, and he wanted it now. So, I got out of bed, found the answer, and quickly forwarded the answer to him. I also swore that I would never do that to the team and never have. If someone is not going to die, then it can wait until the morning. Our leaders have become way too obsessed with email and are using it as a crutch to hide their inability to communicate with the team. Don't be that guy. You don't want your best employees working emails all day long. You want and need them solving the company's biggest challenges creating new products, building efficiencies for the team, and strengthening the team at the same time. Watch the meeting schedule. There are managers that meet just for the sake of meeting. They schedule the pre-planning meeting before the planning meeting, before the meeting, just to ensure that they don't miss anything. When you say it out loud, it sounds absolutely ridiculous. I want all of you to read the book, Death by Meeting. One of my mentors advised me to read it before I was promoted to lead an an organization of over 700 people, and to this day, it is one of the greatest tips I have ever been given. Our meetings had purpose. They were productive. People knew what to expect and were prepared. None of them lasted more than an hour. By following the recommendations in the book, we built a cohesive plan that minimized wasted time and allowed middle management to strengthen their team. Meetings should have a purpose. Always remember that if your team is stuck in a meeting or behind the computer answering emails, they are probably not solving problems and being effective for your company. You need to develop a leadership training program. Your primary goal is to make the organization better than it was when you first got there. The people under your leadership are the most valuable asset you have. Richard Branson of Virgin Airways says it best. Train people well enough so they can leave treat them well enough so they don't want to. I don't know how many CEOs or senior VPs I have talked to that don't value the importance of development. As a consultant, I am not sure how many times I have been told that if I pay for this training or that training, this employee will leave and find a better job. Let me tell you, if they are leaving, they weren't happy in the first place, so you weren't doing your job. Train, develop, and train some more. Treat people with respect, Offer them opportunities to grow and mature. Give them the responsibility. Let them fail and pick them back up. Show them what right is. And for those that don't want to grow with your company, find them another place to work. Here is a reality check for you. If you do your job effectively, the company will run without you. There are hundreds of people capable of replacing you, and many will do a better job than you. None of us are all-powerful and all-knowing. So why not take the time to develop a pool of leaders that can carry on your legacy? You want to live forever. Mentor the youngest folks in the team. If you do it right, you can watch a different version of your self succeed. I can tell you from experience that it is one of the most exhilarating things to watch, and it's even cooler when you get that call from one of the folks you mentored asking for advice as they take the helm of a new organization. So you're the emperor now, congratulations. Make sure your closest folks will let you know to pull your pants up when you're standing there naked. Buy some Windex and don't be afraid to clean the windows regularly. It is very easy to get caught up in the hoopla of being the boss. With power comes responsibility. That responsibility is to your team members, the stockholders and the families that rely on your services. Be humble and respectful. Set an extremely high bar and expect the best from your team. Expect perfection, but accept failure so long as lessons are learned and bad habits don't form. Don't be afraid to challenge a team and make sure you set the company's goals that the team understands and embraces. Build your legacy and think about what you want the team to say about your leadership at your funeral. Be that great and have fun. Well, tonight concludes the trifecta of the leadership pyramid. Keep these podcasts close and listen to them as you climb the ladder. Feel free to share your experience with us. If you ever have a question, drop us a note. We would love to help, and it doesn't cost a thing. In our next podcast, we will examine if teamwork will ever rule the world. Until next time, listen, learn, and lead with passion. And more importantly, be bold.